Blog Talk Radio. NYPA Entertainment Radio. It's your boy Kyle broadcasting live from Philadelphia. Thank you for joining me today. Hopefully, everyone had a great Thanksgiving. And wherever you at, if you listen to me live and you're traveling home, hopefully safe travels because then on the East Coast, a lot of rain and, and slick spots and stuff like that. So hopefully you you get home safe or you're home safe and you listen to us live. And if you're not. Um, listen to me live right now. Um, you're more than welcome to listen to me later on in the archives of Blog Talk, or you can go to the um, 11 other platforms of Anchor, Apple, Google, Spotify, Breaker, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Overcast, Castbox, Stitcher, and Amazon Alexa. Um, comment, five star review, uh, share the whole nine. Appreciate it. Uh, but again, thank you for joining us. Joining me, it's just me. Um, and it's December 1st, the end of the year. And with a new month, it's a new playlist. And in particular, for this month, of this, for this month, it's holiday music here on NYPA Entertainment Radio. So all this month, at least for the next couple of weeks before the holiday break, uh, you will be hearing holiday music, all genres, past, present, different artists, different variations of the same song. Um, right here uh, for the next couple of weeks. Now, uh, actually, there's a countdown for the for the end of I, I would say the final show of 2019. So I would say this show and two more, and then we have two more shows. Um, so the last show of 2019 will be December 15th, and then we'll pop back up in early January. I'll I'll give y'all a date either by the end of the show or sometime next week. Uh, speaking of next week, live here. NYPA Entertainment Radio calling in live. <clears throat> Excuse me. Will be uh, Matthew Knowles, the creator of Destiny Child, the father and the creator of Beyonce. Uh, he has a new book coming out. He will be on the show discussing the book in detail about behind the scenes of the creation of of Destiny Child and what goes what went into it. The the original members when it was four, it was down to three. What happened? So now, so we try to get that all out of them. Um, while he's on here, and, and, and uh, you know, you guys are more than welcome to call in to ask questions um, while he's on the air live next week. So that should be interesting. So I'm sure a lot of people have a lot of questions and a lot of things are going on behind the scenes with the creation of Destiny Child and with Beyonce and the whole nine. Uh, so that should be exciting and very, very intriguing next week here in YPA Entertainment Radio. Uh, also, I would say probably by – I don't know, the top of the year, early part of 2020, 
I may have one or two announcements made. And I, and I referenced this back, I think, a month or so ago um, about I may have something interesting, something intriguing, something exciting for 2020 going into going towards my 10th year being on the air. Um, and like I said before, a lot of changes are coming. Um, different look, maybe back on camera possibly. Uh, you never know. But I do have some announcements in the beginning of the year, and I think 2020 is going to be filled with a lot of different surprises if everything falls in place, which it should fall in place. Uh, but like at the top of the year, I don't think early part of 2020, I'll start making the first of what I know will be many different surprises and announcements for the state of the show and so forth, um, especially as I storm and stomp towards my 10th year of September of next year being on the air. Uh, so there's a lot of great things happening. Like I said, new month, new holiday music playlist. I think you guys are really going to enjoy it. Um, like I said, a couple more weeks, and then everybody, then we're going to holiday break like everybody else, and just pop back up in 2020, start fresh and new, as a lot of new, new exciting things, and I think you guys will like it. Uh, moving on, got some stuff I'm gonna get into before we go to our first music break. So, came across this, it was kind of interesting. It's about the news. So, Kid Rock is obviously no fan of Oprah Winfrey, uh, the Trump supporter, rap and uh, rap and roll act now uh, considered a, a country musician, made a disdain for the queen of all media um, very clear. The video of this, uh, he went on he went, he, uh, what appears to be on an alcohol-fueled tirade this past week at uh, the Honky Tonk Bar in Nashville. Uh, video was posted, and I've seen this. It was just crazy. Uh, the five-time Grammy nominee blasted Winfrey from the stage saying, F Oprah. Quote, Oprah Winfrey is like, hey, I just want women to believe in this shit. He continued, fuck her. She can suck a dick sideways, unquote. This is all on video. Uh, and the video, which appears to be recorded by a heckling fan, Rock tried to diffuse the racist overtone in his anti-Oprah stance, saying, if you say, if you say that, you're like, hey, well, pretty sure Kid Rock's a racist. I'm like, okay, fine, fuck off sideways. Uh, providing to be an equal opportunity offender of successful women in television, uh, perhaps Feminine Anderson's ex-husband also made disparaging remarks about Emmy winners Dre Behart and Kathy Lee Gifford to prove he's no racist. Uh, this is not the first time the cocky artist has let uh, Oprah Winfrey have it. In 08, in an 08 interview, um, a former Atlanta record artist put Winfrey in the category of his real-life villain and said, I just don't believe her. Maybe it's because I'm not one of the 150 million brainwashed women who heed every word. Uh, later, this past Friday, the 40-year-old um, Romeo, Michigan native, uh, added a profane tweet explaining the origin of his problem with the billionaire business maven. Quote, <clears throat> my people tried to get me to do the Oprah Winfrey show years ago, and her people wanted me to write down five reasons why I loved her and her show. I said, fuck that and her, end of story. Um, yeah, so there's that. I've seen the video. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I've seen the video, and you just shake your head. You just kind of like, you know, he went up, and that's his honky-tonk bar, by the way. He owns it. 
He just stumbles on there. He, you know, he got his cup in, cup in hand. He's slurring his beat. Everybody's like, oh, you racist, and they're taking it. And he's slurring, he's cursing. Hey, ah. you know, as they say, alcohol is the, is the true serum, you know, that, that brings it out. Now, whether or not he's racist remains to be seen. He might not just not like the woman. Just because she's happened to be black don't mean he's racist. He just don't like her. Um, for whatever reason, he has his reasons. Uh, but then you connect that to the fact that he's a staunch supporter of Trump. He said he must be. Listen, to each his own, whatever. He might not just like her, period, for whatever reason. Just so happens to be African-American female, like I said, and the fact that he's a staunch supporter of Trump. Put him in the category of just bashing her because she's not just a female, but African-American. Look, look, man. I want to... Situations like that, you kind of just like, well, he, he's pretty much <laughs> he's pretty much burying him, burying himself, and he show he and he, it doesn't look good for him. It doesn't show him in a good light at all. And I'm gonna go a little bigger than this. They said he's a supporter of Trump and campaign season coming up. Trump's already trouble with impeachment. He's gonna you know he's gonna hit the campaign road soon. Come you know really hit it and he's gonna try to bring celebrities on. Well, now you're really more, even more tainted because now people are like, well, you got this guy already bashing women in the media of all colors, and in particular Oprah. Um, you got a president who does that too. Yeah, it's just not a good look all the way around. I think, I think enough is enough, and a lot of people are just kind of fed up with the bullshit. Um, and it's just, you know, that's him. He, he, he's showing himself. He's showing his true colors. He's showing... He's showing, he's showing who he is. You can't be mad at him for that. So, like, listen, he got the right to feel what he feels. He got the right to say what he says, and, and he's doing it. So, like, don't – I can't be mad at that cat for that. You know what I mean? I just shake, I just laugh at him. People like that you got to laugh at. You can't just, you know, um, take it to heart. Like, that's what he feels. That's that's how he feels, and then, then so be it. He could have did it in a better way. He could have presented it in a better way. Um, he just looked, regardless of what she might have did or how he feel about her, he could have did it more mature way, more with a more of a sober tongue than to say something he fueled off alcohol. He just looked like some just some racist hick just sitting on there. Hey, fuck her, man. It could have. It's just not a good look. Bottom line, it's just not a good look at all. It's kind of just like you kind of look away out of embarrassment, you know. So <laughs> whatever. Um, to each his own. Moving on, Eddie. Uh, how Eddie Murphy wants to end his legacy. The stand-up comedian says this movie would be a nice way to go out. Uh, and I'm a, as I've been talking about Eddie Murphy the past couple of months, and he's just been between this end of this year, going into next year, he's going to be pretty much everywhere. Um, with Dolomite is my name, and so forth, and being on Saturday Night Live in a couple of weeks, and he got his his stand-up. To, uh, comedy special Netflix and touring. Oh man, Eddie Murphy's iconic uh, American stand-up first appeared on television screens in 1980 on Saturday Night Live. Um, from there, he enjoyed a fruitful film career, including 1988 classic Coming to America, which now sequels coming out. Murphy's uh, new movie Dolomite is My Name, which was released two months ago on Netflix. Um, it's been just been a rave hit. The movie plot portrays uh, the life of 1970s stand-up Rudy Ray Moore, who Murphy has admired for a long time. After, um, after, 
After Murphy was offered a role in SNL in the early 80s, a successful movie career followed. This includes 1983's Training Places, uh, 1998's Dr. Doolittle. Murphy also did voiceovers in Milan and Shrek. But in the past years, Murphy was only appeared in two movies. In, in, in the past, in October, Entertainment Weekly, um, Murphy discussed the lack of Hollywood involvement. Bottom line is that he was just tired. Um, he wasn't really into anything. He was kind of just, just, just chilling and just relaxing. And he didn't have the bug. He didn't want to move it. I mentioned this before, which is interesting. So everything kind of fell into place. His original plan was to do Come to America 2, then Dolomite, and then the stand-up. But Dolomite is my name, took off. Come to America, the sequel came together, and then the stand-up thing, and which is awesome. And right now, he's just, like, back on top. And this is pretty much, like I said uh, last week and a couple of weeks ago, I would pay amounts of money to a degree to definitely go see him do stand-up, I think, for the last time. I think this is probably his swan song. It's probably just going to just, for the most part, do all the stuff he got on site. All these do like, he has Dolomite. He did Dolomite. He got Coming to America. He's doing a Beverly Hills Cop. Also, that's going to be on Netflix. He got the stand-up that's going to be on Netflix and the tour. And I think by 2021, he'll probably fall back and then from time to time pop up in something if need be. Um, but right now, it's just like, there's Oscar, semi, like, lose a bit of Oscar buzz, similar for Dolomite is my name. Um, there's buzz just in general just to see him touch the mic again. And we get a chance to see that in a couple of weeks with Saturday Night Live, which I've been waiting for years, and I think it's probably one of the most highest-rated shows in a long time because you got one of the best to ever touch the mic comedy-wise on there and one of the biggest, if not their biggest alum, coming back on there and possibly, most likely, doing a lot of his old sketches and characters and things that we've been waiting, we've been clamoring to see him do since, I don't know, since 1984 when he officially left. So that should be a lot of fun. Um, like I said, if you ever see Dolomite's going name, check it out. Coming to America too. I think it's going to be awesome. And just right now, he's just on a on a, uh, a streak. Sometimes when you're hot, you're hot. And sometimes he was going to, and it was times there was a lot of movies that was kind of that lower, that kind of wasn't, he wasn't hitting it out the park. He wasn't on a string of bad shit that just didn't make any sense. But Sometimes you don't know until you do it, and sometimes it may look good on paper. It don't look good until you get out there. Then sometimes it, it, it evens out where it looks good on paper and it goes great. So, but at the end of the day, man, I'm telling you, I can't wait in two weeks. Two weeks? Yeah. In two weeks, two and a half weeks, what have you, where um, he's back in front of wow, I've been waiting for that for a long, long time. So looking forward to it. And what else I'm looking forward to is playing holiday music here on NYPA Entertainment Radio. Remember, um, again, new month, new holiday music playlist. Um, this is, let's see, the first of uh, the last three shows of 2019. Final show of 2019 will be December 15th. And next week, program reminder, Matthew Knowles will be calling in live here talking about his new book on NYPA Entertainment Radio. But until then, stick around. Let's get in the festive spirit here. Tis the season to be jolly. Let's play some holiday music and I'll be right back. NYPA Entertainment Radio.
NYPA Entertainment Radio live here on Blog Talk. Uh, it's your boy Kyle. We're going to broadcast here live every Sunday, 5 to 7 p.m. here on Blog Talk. And if you can't catch me live and do the schedules and stuff like that, I get it. understand. Well, this is why Blog Talk has Blog Talk on demand. We can always go in the archives and listen to this show and older shows. Um, and if you're not privy to Blog Talk, you want to check out other platforms or your have a certain platforms that you dig and that, that you like going to, and then I uh, like 11 more. You can check out, you can anchor and Apple and Google and Spotify and Breaker and the Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Overcast, Cashbox, Stitcher. You say, hey, Amazon, Alexa, be your Alexa, we hear NYPA, Tim Ray, boom, she plays it. You listening? Uh, go in, review, five stars. Yeah, I'm just saying, yeah, five stars. If it was more, I say ten, but they give you up to five. Five stars. Comment, share, pass it around. Really appreciate it uh, here on NYP Entertainment Radio. Again, as a program uh, note, uh, final show of 2019 will be December 15th. So you have two more shows before I wrap things up for the year. We'll be back up and running in early January. Um, I haven't decided on the date yet in January. Probably the first the first Sunday or second Sunday in January. 
Uh, I'll let you know between this week and next week or but before we wrap things up um, for the final show of the year. Uh, and like I said, next week, uh, scheduled to appear live here, uh, Matthew Knowles, the creator of Destiny's Child, the creator, the father of Beyonce. He has a new book, and we tell our book about behind the scenes, the creation of the group, uh, what went into the controversy with the four, then down to three, and then how he decided to you know, spin off his daughter and, and make her become the biggest thing on a planet. Um, all that and more next week live here. Matthew Knowles of NYPA Entertainment Radio, the People's Podcast, the longest, the longest running podcast anywhere. Anyone wants to dispute it, you know where I'm at every Sunday. Let me know, and I like to see that. Um, moving on, Gabrielle Union fired from America's Got Talent for opposing uh, racist and sexist culture. Sidebar. I got to tell you my Gabrielle Union story after this, how I, how I met her years ago before Dwayne Wade, and he's lucky, by the way, because I'll tell you after this story. Anyway. Uh, NBC's America's Got Talent is facing allegations on racism and sexism. Earlier this week, um, Gabrielle Union was fired as a judge on America's Got Talent for speaking out against, quote, problematic situations on the show that seem to be racially insensitive. The website reports um, from NBC reports uh, the idea of network, the network, the idea the network wants to switch things up only applies to women and black folks. She wouldn't walk away from a twelve million dollars because she's busy. Now that was let me back up here. This that quote was actually from someone on the inside of the show, who's the inside of the show, who's who pretty much is uh, reporting this on the you know. Don't tell anybody I'm telling you this. Um, based on weekly inter, uh, interactions on social media. Um, by the time that America's Got Talent finale aired, uh, Gabrielle was the number was the number one talent on network TV for 2019. Uh, and for some reason, they let her walk, or they wouldn't listen to her. The source noted also that Union and fellow um, America's Got Talent judge Julianne Hugh Hogue, I might be saying it wrong, was let uh, was also let go. Uh, were both. Let me get this straight here. Well, both way higher ranked and engaged on social media than fellow judge Howie Mandel. The source also referenced Nick Cannon's departure from the show in 2015 after he was threatened with termination after he used the N-word in his Showtime stand-up comedy special. Cannon described this as an attempt to frown on freedom of speech, censor artists, and question cultural choices. The source said Nick Cannon was, wasn't Nick Cannon wasn't crazy. He walked away from eight figures over how. Uh, American Got Talent operates, and it goes on. And I, and I heard about, and I've heard about this, on and on. And what came up, which was interesting, um, that was reported on several occasions, which Gabrielle Union challenged the show's production staff over various insensitive jokes and performances. For instance, when Jay Leno was a participant on the show, he made an insensitive joke invoking the stereotype of Asian people eating dog meat. A moment Union lobbied for production to cut from the show. Another instance included uh, Union asking for a white male performer to perform his act to be cut from the show due to his hands appearing to be black during his impersonation of Beyonce. Union expressed that the live audience shouldn't be subjected to offensive material. It also reported that Union was given note 
given a note over a half dozen times that her frequent hair hair changes were, quote, too black, according to sources. Uh, That's close to the situation. It is said that both Union and Hugh regularly received notes on hair and their appearances. However, in a statement to Variety, um, Hugh denies, Juliana Hugh denies this was her experience saying she had a wonderful time on the show that's happy to continue with NBC on her upcoming Christmas special with, with her brother Derek's Christmas and Rockefeller Center. So, of course, Juliana's going to toe the line because they're, they're you know, buttering her bread. So she goes, I had a wonderful time at NBC. Thumbs up. Uh, so she ain't going to talk shit on them. Um, this happens all the time. This goes on all the time. It's happening in every situation, everywhere in Hollywood, and, and not just in Hollywood, also in in schools and corporate uh, companies and all types of stuff. Where the racial sensitivity is there, and when someone brings it up, someone says, well, they're the threat, they're the problem, they're the one with the issues, they, you know, there's nothing going on, it's all in their head or whatever. And nine times out of ten, um, they end up dismissing that person for being disruptive. Oh, you're disruptive. You're just making stuff up that's not really there, and this, that, and the other. Um, and I've, I've read, I've seen different articles on this all week, and you kind of shake your head that this is still continuing. This type of um, behavior and operation, so to speak, for lack of words, is happening. It's still happening now. Um, and I'm not surprised, but at the same time, it's, it's ridiculous. It's really ridiculous. Um, we're, it's, it's an ongoing thing that I don't foresee, I really don't foresee changing anytime soon. They're not to be negative, but it's just nonstop, on and on and on. You hear these, you know, these uh, stories from behind the scenes of just whether it's something to do with, uh, racist remarks, sexist remarks, or whatever. Um, it's ongoing. We just, you know, and enough is enough. We just kind of got to stop that. It's, it's ridiculous. I never personally watched uh, America's Got Talent. I'm not a big fan of the show. Big fan of Gabriel Union, obviously, but I, I'm not a big fan of the show. Um, and at the end of the day, it's one of those things where she put a spotlight on it, and will it change anything in that situation? Who knows, but she's a big enough name, a big enough, um, how can I say, a big enough name and a big enough presence to put that spotlight low. This is what's going on. This is what's happening. This is going on behind the scenes. This is why I left. I don't know about the other girl. He said she had thumbs up. She's all just pearly whites and smiling and because she's getting a nice big fat paycheck for another project. So she ain't gonna, she ain't gonna, she's not going to disparage the good goddamn name of NBC. There's no way in the world. So she's going to go, I, I don't know anything about that as they hand her a check for her her special her brother Derek to, to like the damn Christmas tree. So of course she ain't going to say nothing because that's a, pay, a big huge paycheck she's getting. So maybe after the fact it might come up, but right now she's like, oh, man, I, I love NBC. Of course. Who would You got to get in the pack check. You got a project lined up right there. So ah, I digress. Now, my Gabrielle Union story for those, now for the past nine years, a lot of guys who, guys, me and everyone, have uh, heard the story every time her name comes up. And I love this story. It's a funny, funny story. It doesn't make me look good in the story all the way, but it's still a nice, funny, interesting, real story that happened. And I let her name come up one year. I like, hey, 
I go to the story, right? So here's a story for those who don't know the story, and here's a story for those who love the story, and here's a story for those who don't want to hear it again. Either way, everyone will be pleased. In October '03, I worked on a GQ Man of the Year Awards. Uh, I think like they did like one, it was televised. And I think that televised like one year, and after that, they rarely did it. And it was televised on Spike TV. When Spike TV first became Spike TV. Big thing, last celebrities, Dave Chappelle, Rock, all I worked in production. Had an after party. This was downtown Wall Street. We did the actual taping of the show. Um, and like an old, like an old bank, like a lot of old banks that's deep down on Wall Street. Because right across the street was another old bank was the after party. So, you know, after the show, no, it was Maya, you know, the thing of Maya, Gabrielle Union. So, man, we go across the street, after party, even Mendez is there. Fine, fine, fine ass. You know what I'm saying? You dig me? Gabrielle Union is there. Nice, tight, fitted dress, beautiful, gorgeous. This is before she was with Wade, way before Wade, right? So I've seen her, and I'm like, oh, man, I'm geeking out. Oh, it's fucking, you know, it's a Gabrielle fucking union. She's fine as hell. Go up to Gabrielle Union, right? So I go up to her, and and nervous, right? So I say something. I introduce myself. Hey, I say, hey, you know me, my name is Kyle, blah, blah, blah. And she didn't say anything back, right? So it like a small group. So I'm thinking, is this, I know she did not ignore me. I just introduced, so I said it again and I raised my voice a little louder, because a little louder in there, music. So I raised my voice a little bit more. And I said, hey, how you know, my name is Kyle, blah, blah, blah. So she stops, looks at me, and said, well, how come I never noticed you before? You have the cutest dimples. That's it, folks. I don't know what else happened. I think I passed out. But I did have a follow-up. She walked away, and she married Dwayne Wade. That's what happened. That's the truth. I had no follow-up. She complimented my nipples, and I was in a whole other world. I was like, oh, I was gone. Didn't have a follow-up. I'm not going to have a story like, hey, well, by the way. No, this is the truth. I don't look good in this story. The light doesn't look that bright on me in this story. But she did compliment me, and that one I could take to the bank. Oh, hell, fuck that. I'll take that to the grave. Because she did compliment me, and I do got cute dimples, baby. I mean, who can resist the dimples? Nevertheless, that's neither here or there. But I do, and it's true, and she did, and I didn't. And that's what happened, and that's my Gabrielle Union story right there. Missed out. Damn it, Wade. You got me. You got me, Damien Wade. God damn it, you. But that's what happened. My fumble was his recovery, and he scored the touchdown and won the Super Bowl. So there you have it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, moving on, <laughs> Kim Fields teases Living Single Reboot. Now, I, you guys know how I feel about Reboot. I just had this conversation last week and weeks prior about taking an old show and rebooting it. And, uh, not big on it. Let's go in deeper on this. Let's go in deeper on it and find out how the reboot, how the reboot will be. So while visiting the Tamron Hall show to promote her upcoming Lifetime Christmas film, you light up my you you light up my Christmas. Stop, stop, stop. Before I finish this, I usually don't stop myself. I love this time of year because the different Christmas movies that come along with the crazy titles, like you light up my Christmas. Like I see one with like Dear Santa, Dear Santa, I need a date. 
You know, like this shit like that, you know, you know, Chris Wood in Chitlinville. It's crazy titles. It's just funny. It's just crazy titles. But Hallmark, Lifetime, TV One, you just different, just crazy different Christmas themed movies. You gotta love this time of year. I'm being serious. And I'm sure there's some, like, some people that don't, but man, you, it's funny. It's just the names itself is funny. And it's always set up where you know the ending. Already, you already know it's gonna end on a happy note. It's a God. It's a God. It's a Christmas market. Christmas movie, for God's sake. It has to end on a. It has to end on a good note. Ain't going on a sad note. It's a Christmas movie. Christmas miracles and love and Santa and stuff. Ain't going on a bad note. You know what I mean? Even when somebody dies, it still is a positive note somehow. Don't ask me how, but I'm sure it does. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, I'll continue with the article. Um, Kimfield gave a small update on the possibility of a living singles reboot. Quote, we have talked about a little bit, the six of us, um, the Living Singles cre- uh, creator Yvette Lee Bowser said, um, said Fields. A lot of it deals with our schedule because, praise God, everybody's working, everybody's busy, everybody got stuff to do. When Hall asked further about the likelihood of a reboot, Fields said she's interested in the idea but wants the story to be right. Okay. When Yvette asked, I said I would definitely be interested in seeing what that conversation is and being able to do what she said. But here's the thing. With reboots, you got to be careful because these characters are beloved, beloved, and those storylines really make something and still uh, resonate now. Um, you have to get it right. It, that is true. True words have never been spoken. That is true. you gotta, you got to get it right. you got to be careful with it. Um, This show in particular is it's on reruns everywhere, especially TV One, and we see those characters set in the '90s as they are, and we love those characters from the time originally aired to the syndication reruns. Now you got to do it right. You got to represent. You got to bring the story's got to be good, and you got to be fresh with it. Um, you got to be careful. It's, it's touch and go because you're messing with people's memories when you do that. You're messing with people's childhood or or, or, you know, whatever phase or area they was going into their life. You're messing with that. It's funny to me, sound, but you are. You know, not everything can be rebooted. You have to do it right. And she's right. You got to do it the correct way. Um, and I, again, I'm not big on it, but the fact that she said that, I'm like, and she, she, she said it to Yvette, and she said it out there, like, it, I kind of get confidence. Like, oh, you know what? I was, I'm curious now how they would do it because, that's what I was saying. Like you, you can't just put it together. Like oh, it's a reunion show. It has to be creative. It has to be fresh. It has to make sense. And you remember, you mess with people's memories. The last time we seen them was in the '90s, all together when the show ended. You know, and that's how we remember them. They're all still alive, thank God. Like you said, they're still working. Um, but we remember them as such, and you got to be careful when you do reboots. Living singles. Does he get a, um, enough credit? Living Singles is the show that created Friends. Not a lot of people know that. A little tidbit there. Do your history. Friends was created because of Living Singles. And the irony was, if I remember correctly, I think NBC, I think NBC originally turned it down, seen the success of it, and said, we want something like that. And boom, boom goes the dynamite, Friends is born. 
and friends. Yeah, all these accolades and praise and shower, but living single. All African American female, African American cast, said by African American female, started it. Started it. And I think, like I said, I remember. I think NBC turned it down. Either NBC turned it down originally, and or it's seen a success on Fox, and was like, we need to put something together. And Friends was born. And you can Google that. It's interviews by uh, John Hinton, who who was a comedian. All of them said it's. Just, and I've heard, I didn't know that. Quinn Cooper first said it, I think, a year or so ago. I first heard her say it. And then all the cast members were like, yeah, it's true. That's what happened. And it's crazy. Like I said, it doesn't get that that praise that it should be. But it launched one of the biggest shows of all time, which is Friends. No one knows that. But a little tidbit there, you know, a little uh, food for thought. Um, I got another thought. I already have some more Christmas music. When I come back, I got some more stuff I want to get into right here on NYPA Entertainment Radio. It's holiday music. It's holiday time. It's that time of year. And uh, I'll see you soon. I'll be right back. NYP Entertainment Radio.
Slip a sable under the tree for me Been an awful good girl, Santa baby So hurry down the chimney tonight Santa baby, a 54 convertible to light blue I'll wait up for you, dear Santa baby. So hurry down the chimney tonight. Think of all the fun I've missed. Think of all the fellas that I haven't kissed. Next year I could be just as good. If you check off my Christmas list Santa baby, I want a yacht And really that's not a lot Been an angel all year, Santa baby So hurry down the chimney tonight Santa honey, one little thing, I really need the deed To a platinum mine, Santa baby, so hurry down the chimney tonight Santa cutie, and fill my stocking with a duplex and checks Sign your X on the line, Santa cutie, and hurry down the chimney tonight. Come and trim my Christmas tree with some decorations bought at Tiffany. I really do believe in you. Believe in me Santa baby Forgot to mention One little thing A ring I don't mean on the phone Santa baby So hurry down the chimney tonight Hurry down the chimney tonight Tonight Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year This is Michael Jackson of the Jackson 5 Wishing a happy holiday to all Motown fans
you're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. You really are a heel. You're as cuddly as a cactus. You're as charming as an eel, Mr. Grinch. You're a bad banana with a greasy black peel. Monster, Mr. Grinch, your heart's an empty hole, your brain is full of spiders, you've got garlic in your soul, Mr. Grinch, I wouldn't touch you with a 39 and a half foot pole, you're a vile one, Mr. Grinch. You have termites in your smile. You have all the tender sweetness of a seasick crocodile, Mr. Grinch. Given the choice between the two of you, I'd take the um, seasick crocodile. Mr. Grinch, you're the king of sinful pots. You're a heart of dead tomato splotched with moldy purple spots, Mr. Grinch. You're a three-decker sauerkraut and toadstool sandwich with arsenic sauce. Nauseate me, Mr. Grinch, with a nauseous super knot. You're a crooked jerky jockey, and you drive a crooked horse, Mr. Grinch. Your soul is an appalling dump heap, overflowing with the most disgraceful assortment of rubbish imaginable. Mangled up, entangled up knot. You're a foul one, Mr. Grinch. You're a nasty, wasty skunk. Your heart is full of unwashed socks. Your soul is full of gunk, Mr. Grinch. The three words that best describe you are as follows, and I quote, Stink, stank, stunk. Welcome back to NYPA Entertainment Radio, live here on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, remember, as always, uh, you can show live 5 to 7 p.m. every Sunday. Um, two shows left in the year. Final show will be on December 15th, back up and live in early January. Date to be announced later uh, at a later time. 
Um, remember the program nope, next week, calling in live. It's uh, excuse me, is uh, Matthew Knowles, the creator, the man behind the super group Destiny's Child and biggest entertainer on the planet, Beyonce, will be calling in live discussing his new tell-all book uh, about the goings-on behind the scenes and how it all came together and how it all fell apart. All that good stuff. We'll try to get some, you know, some juicy detail, a little peek behind the curtains. Um, but his book is coming out, and he'll be here live next week on the People's Podcast, NYPA Entertainment Radio. Uh, remember, uh, shout out to everyone. Just comment, share, five-star review. Appreciate it. Love it. Always have, always will. Thank you, guys. Yeah. All right, moving on. Came across something very interesting here. Uh, let me scroll this up a little bit. Alrighty here, Billy D. Williams, legendary actor Billy D. Williams of Star Wars, describes himself as gender fluid. Gender fluid. Oh, Billy. Uh, Billy D. Williams, the actor best known for his role as Lando Calrissian, Calrissian in 1980's Star Wars film, revealed his, he identifies as gender fluid during a recent interview with Esquire magazine. Williams, 82, describes his legacy as a colorful character who doesn't take himself or herself too seriously. I never tried to be anything except myself, Williams told Esquire in an interview this past week. And you see, I say myself or herself because I also see myself as feminine as well. That's masculine, he added. I'm a very soft person. I'm not afraid to show that side of myself. Williams reprised the iconic role as the smuggler turned Cloud City um, administrator in the upcoming installment of the space fantasy Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker, which is slated to hit theaters later on this month on December 20th. In, an interview with, uh, in his interview with Williams, Esquire Esquire's Matt Miller pointed out how Donald Glover, the actor who played a young Calrissian in last year's solo A Star Wars Story, described the character as pansexual. Pansexuality is typically referred to as an attraction to people that is not limited by a particular gender identity or sexual orientation. Quote, yeah, he's coming, he's coming on to everybody, Glover said of Calrissian during an interview last year on XM Radio. Um, solo, solo writers confirmed the character as pan pansexuality. Uh, Glover continued, I feel like if you're in space, it's like, it's kind of like the door is open. It's like no other guys. It's like no, only guys and girls. No, it's anything. This thing is literally, this thing is literally a blob or your man or a woman. Like, who cares? Have <laughs> have a good time out here. Williams reportedly for real, was reportedly thrilled to hear uh, about Glover's remarks, um, quoting saying, "Really, that kid is brilliant." J.J. Abrams, who directed Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker, praised Williams' performance in an email, uh, stating, "Lando was always written as a complex, uh, contradictory, nuanced character, uh, and Billy Dee played him to suave perfection." Again. Uh, Sky, uh, the Rise of Skywalker later on this month, December 20th. <clears throat> mm. Oh, you guys waiting for me to, to respond to the article. You know what? 
Ah, uh, each his own. That's what he feels. God bless Bill D. Williams, man. That's what I'm talking about. Be yourself. Be as fluid as you want to be. They ain't no shame in his game. Right on. Right on. Be, you know, right on. I, you know, I ain't knocking the man. He's a legendary. He's an icon. I'm not knocking him. That's, I'm not going to say I'm snarky. I'm just saying. Good. Good for him. I ran no comments on that, but good for him. That's what he feels. That's what's up. Can't be mad at that. He knows him. He knows himself. And he's comfortable with himself, as everyone should be. And that's awesome. That is awesome. And then I continue with this. 24-7 Black News Channel to launch in January 2020. Mainstream news outlets often falter when it comes to covering news stories that impact the black community. However, the tide may turn in 2020, next month. It was announced that former Oklahoma Congressman J.C. Watts and longtime TV executive Bob Berlanti have teamed up to launch the Black News Network, a network, a new network dedicated to covering African-American community with news, sports, and entertainment coverage 24-7. The, uh, the network will be available in prominent African-American TV markets such as New York, L.A., and Atlanta. I missed a couple of cities there, but anyway, I digress. Uh, in addition to BNC, in addition, BNC has inked deals with Comcast, Comcast Charter, and Dish Network. Quote, our network is about providing intelligent programming that is informative, educational, inspiring, empowering to our African-American audience so they are participants in a national conversation. What said in a statement, if we have the opportunity to include the largest African-American audience possible from day one, then that should be our top priority. The Black, excuse me, the Black News Channel, also known as BNC, the Black News Channel, also known as BNC, will officially launch on January 6, 2020, a month from now. That's awesome. That's cool. That's cool. That is cool. Um you can't you that's the type of movements you gotta make. And and I like it. And that's and that's a good move and I'm I'm curious to see it, to catch it and, and see um how how everything comes together. What their point of view is on the news and so forth. Now, listen, I gotta keep it real. Don't show no ratchet shit. All right. That's not show no ratchet shit. Show the news news. Show entertainment. Not no. I don't know what Taquanda doing down the street with her seven year old son. And you know, nah, show some real shit. Show some good, poignant, educational, intelligent news. I want to see that shit. Let's not be hood. Let's not be embarrassing. Let's not be stupid. Let's not do the buffoonery. Let's like you know. Let's just keep keep this shit going. Let's keep it real. Let's keep it. You know what I'm saying? Let it be good, and I hope it is good. Um. And I'm looking forward to seeing. I'm sure everybody else is. Uh, I think it's going to be uh, it's a good, it's groundbreaking, and let's do it the right way. And let's hope that um, it will, you know, stand test of time like another CNN. You know what I mean? And uh, hopefully that happens. And we should see. Like I'm, I'm kind of curious to see how it goes. And I know I'm just joking and everything. But um, hopefully it'll work itself out and it'll be good and it's poignant. And, um, yeah, 
Yeah. Looking forward to that. I like it. I like that. I love, I love that idea. So we shall see what happens. Well, like I said, <clears throat> this month here at NYP Entertainment Radio, for our playlist, it's holiday music. And we have all holiday music and all genres that you heard so far. And one of them, one of them is Mariah Carey's All I Want is All I Want for Christmas. Well, lo and behold, as I say this, one of the next topics I want to get into is that Mariah Carey's All I Want Christmas song voted most annoying holiday song in the UK. As radio stations everywhere turn to all Christmas formats, like we are, uh, what song would listeners would like to jingle all the way to oblivion? The question remains unsettled here in America, but over in the UK, uh, Paul has singled out Mariah Carey, All I Want for Christmas is You, as the most annoying holiday song ever. Um, the mobile phone company, Huawei, conducted the survey. Uh, perhaps Carey's songs uh, topping the poll is not surprising. In the, the 1994 single, um, is ubiquitously enough worldwide that it would probably come near to the top of any survey of favorite songs, too. But clearly it is not without its polarizing factors to many Brits who dread the music of December. The rest of the UK's most annoying list is decidedly Brit-centric with the Band-Aid charity song, Do They Know It's Christmas. I'm going to put that. No, Do you know the Christmas? I'm going to put that on here. It's, just, it's weird. As well, and I sidebar to have Mariah Carey on the playlist, so but we love it here. I hope you do. Um, do you know this Christmas coming in at number two? A couple of holiday songs from British rock stars of the 1970s Wizards, I Wish It Could Be Christmas Every Day, Enslaved, Merry Xmas, Everybody are in the number three and four position. Do the English even realize how uniquely fortunate they are to have the Wizard song all over the airways every December? Apparently, they do not. Wham's Last Christmas which surely would top any more scientific poll lands at number five. One of the greatest Christmas songs of all time, Fairytale of New York by the Pogues, with Christy McCall, especially comes in at number six, although it's, it's probably difficult to overestimate how many more thousands of times the British have been subjected to these old to drunk and dysfunctional dysfunctions that Americans have. And it goes on and on. Now, here's what gets interesting. Number eight through ten pick return uh, picks return to the poll to territory more familiar to Americans, uh, to American listeners like the Jackson Five. Santa Claus is coming to town. I was gonna put that on there. I was gonna put that on the list. We already had our Bruce Springsteen. Someone with Mommy Kissing Santa Claus. And then on that list of unpopular songs is Eartha Kicks' Santa Baby. What? Come on, really? Let's not be let's not be that way. And the Andrew sisters, jingle bells. Wow, this just squat and piss on us, huh? Uh, um the Paul McCartney's wonderful Christmas time was even bigger in the UK than in America, yet does not appear anywhere in the top ten throws of the veracity of the poll further into question. Um one thing Chris Mariah carries all along for Christmas has going against it or for it depending on your point of view in the poll, is that the fact that it's the last original holiday song to have really become a Christmas standard. Nothing in the 21st century can really be said to have joined the popular canon. Perhaps 
that makes it more vulnerable to boomers who might consider Carrie's song an uh, irritating jingle completely in a pantheon in which practically everything else has been grandfathered in, although there are probably just as many from that generation that shares it for the depth to the Phil Spector Christmas sound. And it goes on and on from there. It just continues just to kind of just trash the shit, and it gives you the list of it. My people over in the UK, appreciate your opinion and, and the good night. And everyone has an opinion. And I understand Christmas holiday songs can be a pain in the ass. But really, Santa Baby, Santa Baby, or the cake, was that the play? Ah, uh, she was sexy as hell at the time singing it. And then Jack and Bob Santa Claus coming to town. Come on now. You know, like really. Again, if I didn't have the ball singing it, I would have had that on the list along with See Mama Kiss and Santa Claus. Listen, to each his own on the microphone. You like what you like, that's cool. Uh, but, you know, some of the songs you named on here, well, three of the songs you named on here, I, there's a couple of Michael Bublé songs. I got my, really? And I, I like Michael Bublé. And I got him on the list. I might play him today. The list is very long, by the way. My playlist, the holiday list. Ah, wow. Okay. Anyway, I digress. With that being said, what a great segue to the Christmas music. And in fact, and I know, and I and I do have listeners out in the UK, and I don't want you to turn away. Just maybe mute it just a little bit. Don't turn off the show altogether. Um, because I got Mariah Carey on here. You know, all I want for Christmas is you. It's on the list. You know, yeah, holiday song, folks. You know, it'll be over in a few minutes. I'll play it, and there you go. You got through Santa Baby. I'm sure you can get through, you know, Mariah Carey, All I Want for Christmas is you. And I love you guys, and I'll be right back. NYPA Entertainment Radio.
was quite the location be a partridge in a pear tree. And on the second day of Christmas, my true love gave to me two turtle doves and a partridge in a pear tree. On the third day of Christmas, my true love gave to me three branch hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. On the fourth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me Four calling birds, three branch hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. On the fifth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me
this sweater. <laughs> Make sure you see your hat. Oh, no, it's stuck. Hi. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Welcome back to NYPA Entertainment Radio. I see a remix of something that Alonzo downloaded at the end of that. I'll talk to him about that shit. Um, welcome back to Program Note. Uh, the final show of the year would be on December 15th. That's in two weeks from now. Uh, I'll be back up and running in early January. Uh, actually, the date I have would be... It would be uh, January 5th, January 5th, back up and running, January 5th after the 15th, uh, first show of 2020 will be January 5th, 2020, uh, so I said two more shows left um, for this year, uh, next week as a program reminder, we will have uh, Matthew Mills calling in live here at NYPA Entertainment Radio uh, discussing his new book, new tell-all book about the creation of Destiny's Child, what went into it, what happened, the... Um, Controversy, the decision for dinner, for his dinner, easy me to say because I'm hungry, for his daughter to spin off and become the biggest star in the country, in the world. Um, so all that, it should be very, very intriguing live, 6 o'clock next Sunday here on the People's Podcast, your podcast, the longest running podcast, NYPA, the Tim Marino. And if you can't listen to his live, if you can't listen to this live today or any other week, or what have you, you're more than welcome to always go on Blast Talk on Demand, go into the archives, listen to this one or any sh- shows in the past that stretches all the way back a long time. Um, you can do that, or you can go to Anchor, you can go to Apple, Google, Spotify, Breaker, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Overcast, Castbox, Stitcher, you can go on Amazon Alexa and just scream that out, and boom, she plays it. Um, and then please remember just to Comment, share, five-star review, if you will, if you please, and all that good stuff. Really, really would appreciate that. Um, And like I said, in the first half, first part, um, I would say early part of 2020, um, I will have maybe one, maybe two um, announcements, surprises that will kind of paint the picture a little bit about NYP and NYPA Entertainment Radio going going forward into 2020 and going into my 10th year in September of 2020. Um, it'll be a few off and on, but to, to top it off, to start it off, I should say, it'll be a, an announcement, one or two, uh, but definitely will be something in the beginning of the year, so look out for that. And then going forward as we travel through 2020, getting closer to the 10th year of the show being on the air, I will have Another announcement to make, a few more. A lot of changes will be coming by 2020, by the, by the start of my uh, 10th year. A lot of changes. A lot. I mean a lot. Um, hopefully you guys will like it. Some will, some won't. Um, but it's, it's going to be good. I think you guys are going to enjoy the surprises and the um, the changes I have kind of just, kinda just uh, for you guys to like, so. I digress. Um, with that being said, I'm going to wrap things up. Again, I hope you guys enjoyed your Thanksgiving. I hope as you're traveling back, be safe out there on the roads. And then do my shout-outs to everyone near and far, haters and supporters alike. 
Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for hating. Thank you so much for sharing. And thanks for not. Thank you so much for not sharing. Um, appreciate it. Shout out to everyone near and far again. Love you guys. Be safe. I'm back up live, Lord willing, next week here, 5 o'clock, December 8th, back on the air, 6 o'clock, Matthew Knowles calling in, new tell-all book. Enjoy. See you next week. NYPA Entertainment Radio, show's over. Yo, I'm not a preacher, I just like making good music. I'm paranoid from the weed, Lord, can you help me please? Once more I drop to my knees, tell me, Lord, how could it be? Blind to rain I've never seen, tell me, Lord, why is it me? Is it cause I'm chasing dreams? Is it cause I'm chasing cream? Is it cause I'm close to each and every one of my enemies? Danger is my company, I swear I hate this industry. All women love the way I'm living, they know I'm unforgiving, heartless and deceiving. How am I still breathing? Scared of what I've seen, still scared of what I'm seeing, uh. Making me pick and choose with win or lose Even one of one, my mind is left battered and bruised Choose These niggas fruity like a pebble I fly straight, I'm on my level Sell your soul, deal with the devil <laughs> I'ma stay smoking this weed, man Trouble finding the absolute meaning of life Will I become a success? Can I find me a wife? These questions seem to get harder as they passing me by But I won't give in to the pressure floating on cloud number nine I'm just drifting away, these dreams keep me fueled to progress This weight that I hold on my chest from packing on all of the stress Throughout the daily grind, I seem to find a peace of mind No wasting time, I need to climb up to the top to make this mine Cause I control my destiny as I'm destined to be much more than the stars Can I line the journey is dark but I'll find A source of light to help distinguish the goods and the evil the benign and the lethal, the opaque and the see-through Won't let my demons conquer all that I built from within Present my past with my future ambitions through paper and pen It's more than words in the story that I relate to you My heart is stuck in a bond while searching for proof of certain truth As if a beast while the wind is blowing and grass is growing Ocean waters are flowing with these cups of liquor we pouring As the summers get hotter, winters get colder I say a soldier, my mindset for the future's never been bolder You need a shoulder to cry on, then you can lean on me We all go through trials and tribulations throughout the lives we lead The scars are they are reminders of battles that I've won Lessons I've learned and rules that I broke to teach to my future son Cause I'll be damned if he grows to be an illiterate, ignorant and belligerent person who doesn't give a shit That's all the question for me as long as I'm still breathing Culture my morals of society as he begins teething But if I have a girl she'll be my diamond and my pearl Regardless of the cold hearted nature amongst this cruel world I'm just looking to be enlightened in this day and age With knowledge and wisdom to help me through all the pleasure and pain
show is over.